This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Wow. Lot to take in from yesterday, certainly. Wasn't just a Super Bowl that was electric until the ending. Uh, locally here, you had Tigers going in the morning, then you had Grizzlies going in the afternoon on national television, and then you had Super Bowl. So, whoo, had a lot to take in yesterday. We got a lot to talk about today. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. Well, one of them. I guess there's one goat. It's Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes is going higher on the list after this weekend. Now, if you turned in to hear John Martin gloat, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow. He's on the way back from Vegas. Yes, he had KC the entire time, and there at the end, I went the other way. I went. We Brad and I discussed it on Friday. I went Philly, so uh, I was a disappointed man in terms of the outcome. Though, I will say this. Uh, Mark Healy, uh, a man, uh, uh, basically the mayor of Millington. I don't know if you know Mark Healy, a man's been long time been associated with local radio. Guy I came in with, long time doing a prep show, is a huge, huge Chiefs fan. And so while I was disappointed in my own little, you know, small yeah. loss there, did a little small, little fan duel action, lose because I picked Philly. Yes. I am so happy for my man, Mark Healy. And for all Chiefs fans, remember, I was born in Missouri. I've got family in Missouri. They're all happy. So congrats to the Chiefs. We'll break it all down. Certainly a controversial call at the end. I'm curious to see what my man Brad Carson thinks and whether or not the referee should have swallowed that whistle uh, on James Bradbury and let that call go. I, I say this, that ball is uncatchable. So uh, that's if you, you want to put that into the argument, yeah. that's it. We'll, we'll get into the call. Uh, certainly ended there, and after what was an epic game, was sort of a ending to it. But you got to congratulate, tip your cap to Patrick Mahomes, certainly to Andy Reid as well. So we'll be talking Super Bowl. They had your Tiger contributions as well from Ken Gainwell. For a minute there, I thought he had the anytime touchdown. He was down, short of the goal. But I was up out of my seat for Kenneth Gainwell, the former Tiger. Jake Elliott, obviously, kicker for Philadelphia, uh, was in that game as well. Grizzlies split a pair since we last talked. Uh, took care of business against Minnesota on Friday, but came back, as we mentioned, a uh, loss to the Boston Celtics yesterday on the road. That's tough. I mean, you talk about tough places to play and against tough teams, and I'll, even without Jalen Brown, you saw a Boston Celtics. Even, even with Jason Tatum, Going three of sixteen from the floor. Do you see what Boston did? They beat you up inside, and that's what teams have been doing. I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I thought I looked offensive rebound something like fifteen three yesterday. It's been it it's it, sort of been a theme here since Stephen Adams has been out, uh, and Grizzlies there couldn't after just close early in the fourth quarter. 
just couldn't, didn't quite have enough. Derek White was big for the Celtics, especially with Brown being down and with Tatum not so good. We'll talk about that. Tigers, we mentioned them. They shut off the water late against Temple, get a very important win, again, in the sense that you do not lose. Okay? That's the importance here. And, uh, oh, by the way, you got a big one against Houston coming up. You got to take care of some business before then. But Brad is starting to get good. And here's the thing on the Tigers. We'll get into it later because we got so much on the, on the Super Bowl. We know where Lenardi's got him, which is essentially last time he did it, the first team out. Jerry Palm's got a new one today, his new bracketology from over at CBS Sports. And he's got the Tigers in a much different position. So I think it's worth noting here. And, again, he did his today. He's including the two-lane loss, everything else. You know, different position than where Lenardi's talking about. So, so definitely worth a discussion because, remember, we came in here last Monday. John's going crazy about the two-lane loss and where this team stands. Well, if you're, paying, if, you're, if you're paying attention to Palm, if he's the guy you follow, then it is not – I won't say not close to where Lenardi has it, but in a much more comfortable, shall we say, spot for the Tigers – uh, right now. So we'll have to discuss that later. Lots to talk about with what they've got ahead of him. But before we get to all that, uh, let me set up the show. 11.30 or so, we'll talk to our NFL expert, uh, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman Mike Wall. We'll ask him about the penalty call on James Bradbury there at the end. Listen, Bradbury says he's holding him. So you can't you, – anybody that sits up here and says it's not a hold, don't do that because even the guy that – the DB, the cornerback in this case, said it, says it was a hold. Now, whether the refs should have called it after a game where you had not called a hold all game, um, that's another question. We'll ask Mike Wall what's he think about that. The grass last night, you seen the stories about it? Yes. NFL spent a ton for this grass to have natural grass, and I don't know if you saw it, but I'm, I'm, you didn't have to be playing super close attention to see guys falling all over the field. Uh, interested to hear what Mike Wall thinks in terms of did the grass well, how much of a factor was it in that game guys slipping remember here, here's key philly which came in that game brad most sacks since my 85 bears no sacks in that game how much of that was because they couldn't get off the uh, you know off the snap mm-hmm. quickly well all that kind of stuff we'll, we'll we'll get to it with mike wall he's our former pro bowler uh give us the insight that we've come to uh now just appreciate so much every monday getting I guess we're at the end here, so Mike Wall's season's going to be coming to a close. He's been fantastic for us, uh, nothing short of uh, just so appreciative of his time this year. Again, we'll talk to him at 1130. Uh, Respect Burgers, 1 o'clock. we got Super Bowl odds for next season already. Danny Green has found a new home, so that's the show. Uh, lots to get to, but I figured we'd just start with a breakdown, probably push cap or no cap on back. Yes, playing on that injured ankle, uh, an ankle that at one point in that game in the first half, you thought, okay, this time maybe it's different. Do you see Patrick Mahomes when he went down in terms of the pain he was in? Oh, yeah. uh, no question about it. And I thought at that point, because Philly had been pretty much in control, save for uh, uh, the generosity of Jalen Hurts on the fumble six, but at that point I said, uh-oh, <laughs> if Superman can't go here, if this is re- – and he goes to the sideline, it's, like, it's almost like he can't – he barely got off the field. He's putting his head on his assistant coach's shoulder. You think he's really down, and yet there in the second half, they score on every possession, Brad. He played a perfect game, uh, earns obviously Super Bowl MVP uh, honors, uh, does not in terms of statistically, uh, uh, in terms of passing, if I'd have told you that 
Patrick Mahomes is going to be under 200 yards. You say, okay, well, Philadelphia won that ball game. Um, but it, 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 in terms of the touchdown passes that were wide open there at the end, uh, Kansas City's offense, Andy Reid, again, like I said, you've got to tip your cap to him, and Superman was being Superman when he had to be, and especially against a Philadelphia Eagles team. This was the surprise to me, Jalen Hurts. <sighs> because what Patrick Mahomes did there at the end, how smart you know uh, 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 the, the Chiefs were in terms of the way they got the receivers open, You've come to expect that from him. What I did not expect to see, Brad, was Jalen Hurts throwing for over 300 yards, rushing for three touchdowns. The only other player to do that was Terrell Davis in a Super Bowl to do that. Terrell Davis. But it, it, but it's not just the running. Oh, by the way, he ran for a two-point conversion. We had an octopus, Brad. Remember <laughs> we were that, talking about yeah. that Friday? You called this. Yeah. Well, I said, you and I both said we wouldn't do it. No. But remember, a betting octopus was a, a player scoring a touchdown and the same player scoring a two-point conversion on the same drive. And I'll be dang, Jalen Hurts did it. Well, and he there pulled was, it off. I think it was what was it plus thirteen hundred or something yes. we were saying last week. And there were so many it. like quarterback sneaks on on fourth down or you know fourth down they would go for it. He'd sneak it, including the two-point conversion. So that's the part to me that was such a surprise. Yeah. The, Surprised that Philly couldn't get pressure. This this defense that had been all over quarterbacks all year long got no sacks. But more surprised about how good Jalen Hurts was. Twenty seven of thirty eight. I know he had the fumble. You know that that it felt like at the time. Okay, Philly's really ready yeah. to take control, and he let the Chiefs right back in. But Brad, he got it back. Yeah, he did. You know, he let them back down on a long drive right after that. He finishes twenty seven of thirty eight, three hundred four yards. Uh, a touchdown. It's what he did on the ground, though. 15 carries, 70 yards, three touchdowns. We mentioned the two-point conversion. I wasn't ready for him to look like a top-five quarterback last night. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did. Now, he's got a lot of work to do to get up there officially in terms of where he could be, in terms of the the upper echelon of great quarterbacks in the league. But, Brad, whether it was that throw to, to A.J. Brown or, you know, again, having the poise – to forget about the fumble, put it behind you, lead your team on a touchdown drive, take com- uh, command again, he played like a superhero. Unfortunately, he was going against Superman, who was perfect, took no sacks, threw no picks, and in the end, yeah, the, the, you, you, you know, we, can, we can go back and forth on the holding call, but in the end, it, it was the one mistake Jalen Hurts made in terms of the fumble, giving that one up, Chiefs returning for a touchdown, that you can hold against him and say, okay, that's one of the differences in the game. I mean, Patrick, he needed to be perfect because mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was. But it was, it was his game, Brad, that I was not expecting. Did you expect to see a performance like that from Jalen Hurts? I felt like if he were healthy, he could do that. Uh, did I think he could do that? No, like I didn't think he could do that, but he he was running. They were running him a lot, too. They were mixing him in with the backs, but they were able to throw the ball really effectively in the middle of the field. This uh, it amazed me. Uh, he got it to Devontae Smith, seven catches for 100 yards. A.J. Brown, I wanted more. I'd, obviously, I'd picked Philly. Mm-hmm. There, there were spots in that game. Got hurt. But, but there are a couple times, too, where A.J. was double covered. Uh, Hurts, um, he got away with one throwing to A.J. in a double coverage. It got knocked away. Mm-hmm. But I was just funny. Goddard was fantastic yep. for him. And a couple of times, yeah, Goddard's making great catches, but but Jalen is putting it right there for him. Yeah. And 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 I'm if I have literally spent more of this right now, more of a, a Super Bowl win by KC right now talking about uh, how good Jalen Hurts was. Yep. But that, uh, 
I, I think it's warranted, quite frankly. I think so. You know, the, the question now for them is going to be, before we get back to KC, is, is okay, well, this guy's throwing for 300, running for three touchdowns. Can he truly emerge into a top five? You came into this season asking the question about Jalen Hurts was, okay, well, the weapons are there. Can he do it on third down? Mm-hmm. What happens when a defense makes him throw the ball and says you're not going to beat us running it, that kind of thing? And he answered almost every oh, question yeah. all season long. And again in this Super Bowl, yep. save for that, you know, that careless play where he drops the ball, they run it back for a touchdown. In the end, it, you know, it ends up costing you, although you had taken control even after that play. Well, and they really needed him to do it because the thing that I, I screwed up when I was looking at this game and, and ultimately what cost the Eagles was – the KC defense doubled down on those three running backs, both Gainwell and Sanders. Like, they really limited. Like, they weren't getting anything in the middle mm-hmm. at all. And so, you know, for Jalen to sort of take over like that, it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah, to your point, Gainwell just three yards of carry. They tried seven times, 21 yards for the former Tiger than Miles Sanders, who you and I both thought yeah. and, and was going to have a big game in this one. You I did, too. I, that's what I thought. In the playoffs, you know, Gainwell had been the guy you'd gone to more, yeah. and you'd had the ability to save him in these blowouts. And seven carries, 16 yards. Yards, limited 2.3 a carry to your point Damn. they limited those backs Jalen finds the openings and and again it I, I don't know he couldn't have played any better no yeah you could have said maybe he doesn't fumble the ball there but again they still had chances to win yeah. and and if I'm looking at if I'm looking at that entire Philly team I'm looking at that defense and saying you're the ones <laughs> yeah. that let us down not Jalen Hurts Heck, if it was for Jalen Hurts, we'd be we'd have a Super Bowl ring right now. I agree with that. Uh, a Philly defense that again had been hyped up all year long, and rightfully so, had been a uh, you know opponents' backfields all year long. I think the number was seventy eight sacks mm-hmm. they were at again most since the eighty five Chicago Bears. But back to the greatness of Casey, because the, in the end, that was the difference. I mentioned it. They scored on every after being down ten at the half, and Patrick Mahomes going down at one point. You think, uh oh. They score on every possession in the second half. They make a Philly defense that had been vicious all year look like a scout team. Yes. And, and on the two touchdowns, uh, to, to Tony and Tony. then to Sky Moore, mm-hmm. if you'll notice, they're both, I think they're both on third down. Uh, saw a breakdown of this this morning, and you realize just the genius and greatness and the precision that's involved with the Chiefs. So on that Tony play, he goes into motion, right, it, the critical thing on this play, though, isn't the motion or the fake back or how, how hard he fakes it. It's when the snap is because Tony going into motion sets the corner to going, saying, hey, hey, safety, you got to go. He's going to be on the other yep. side. And before they can even communicate, yep. Tony's gone back the other way. The corner's gone up to replace the safety, and it's wide. Yep. It's essentially the same thing on the Sky Moore play. And what you'll realize is, man, that takes a, you know, number one, uh, you know, great motion, guy selling it, then the fake. But number two, Brad, the precision of the snap. Then to get the, you know, the, the throw's easy at that point easy. because you're wide open. You have fooled, mm-hmm. again, a Philadelphia defense has been off. It's the genius of Andy Reid. they had two guys on Kelsey there. Two guys on Kelsey. So you have, you have Superman and Mahomes, but Andy Reid is making it so easy for him with yep. the calls. They ripped up that defense. They did. In the second half. It was incredible. And it just took them apart. And, again, they could have scored a touchdown on the last drive. It's three touchdowns and a field goal there from Harrison Butger to obviously win the game. Mm-hmm. But you saw, too, the precision of, no, 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 You know, after the holding call, we're not going to score there. We're not giving Jalen Hurts, who's been awesome this game, a chance past six seconds. And that's what you saw. 
And so, again, it, it wasn't just Mahomes being Superman. It was Andy Reid showing you the difference between him, experience, been here, Sirianni, right there at the end. I mean, he, yep. you have to say he got outcoached. The adjustments that Andy Reid made at halftime just totally had the, the, the Philadelphia defense on its heels, yeah. off balance the entire second half. So, again, it wasn't just the greatness of Mahomes. You saw the greatness of Andy Reid on display as well. Man, did, at the end, Brad, they're even doing the merry-go-round stuff. I saw it. You know, I know they didn't score on that play, but, like, they're doing every – Andy Reid's just throwing everything he's got out there <laughs> at him. Yeah. And, and, again, genius was on display. So, uh, yes, to, to bottom line this, I could not believe what I was seeing from Jalen Hurts, but the magnificence, the precision – uh, uh, everything involved with that KC win, it was it was greatness on display. And again, what is this two now and in, in mm-hmm. four years for for Patrick Mahomes and he's doing great things. But I, it did leave me wondering, Brad. I know Patrick Mahomes would be great probably with just about any team in the NFL. But how much of this and how much of what could be is when you've got him and Reed together. Wow, this is Bill and Brady. You know, and, it really and, and is. no, most likely you're not going to be able to win six like they did. But this is the closest thing we may ever see to that because you got Superman and you got, I mean, a guy who, who literally just ran circles around the best defense in the NFL, made it look like child's play. Yep. And so Reed's come out after the game. He said he's coming back. I thought, listen, I, I, I know John usually does the disrespect dogs around here, but I thought Terry Bradshaw at the end of that game when he's telling – uh, he's, uh, there's audio of it. I don't know. Maybe we'll play it later. Mm-hmm. But he's telling Andy Reid to come up. He said, waddle on over here. I <laughs> thought that was the most disrespectful thing to, to a man who's oh, man. Di- like the life Andy Reid has Crazy. led. At one yeah. time, he was labeled as the coach who came. Come on. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> Damn. How disrespectful is that Damn. in a moment where you're literally, it's about crowning him. You know, and I realize they probably got a great relationship. And I love Andy because he just laughs it off. Yeah, he and listen, plays he, in, leans he, into he it. Does, he does, he yeah. does. And, and, and listen, maybe that's the way he is. And in his heart, he's fine with yeah. it. But I, I just thought that that was just so unnecessary on the part yeah. of Terry Bradshaw. Hey, if you're trying to show us you got a close relationship with him, whatever else. But this is about, you know, this is one of the greats. This is his Right moment. here, you're talking about telling yeah. him to waddle on up here. Kind of making, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're poking fun yeah. at his size and everything else. But. Back to the point, man. Yeah, when you he announced afterwards that he's coming back, mm-hmm. and it, it just leads you to those questions. Okay, well, KC's going to be a team that because of what they've paid Patrick Mahomes and what he's going to cost against yep. the cap, that's going to go up. And so you ask yourself the question, can they continue to do it with these one-year receivers? We saw this was the question about KC coming into the season. Okay, you let Tyreek Hill go. Right, because you're not going to be able to pay those kinds of wide receivers. You're going to keep your Hall of Fame tight end mm-hmm. with your Superman quarterback, and maybe on these receivers you go to year to year, like Juju Smith-Schuster, Tony. who's who's a who's a free agent. Tony, you just mentioned, you can you do it with those guys? Be this consistent, this good over the years, doing it that way. That formula, I think we've seen from Patrick Mahomes and from Andy Reid. The answer is yeah. yes. The answer is yes. They're already the Super Bowl favorites, obviously, for next season. That goes without saying. I think what uh, we'll, we'll discuss the top five later on. But um, this feels like Belichick and Brady, uh, especially when you watch them tear up that defense like the like they did last night. There, there, there's a lot to discuss from that game. But uh, the two things, 
just that that just jumped off the screen to you were number one, Jalen Hurts, wow, and then number two, the greatness of of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and what it looks like together, right? All of that together. I'll tell you, somebody else was great too. You know, save a little bit for it to. I thought Rihanna was great at halftime. Oh, tremendous! What did you think of the halftime? I thought it was good. I thought it I've was really good. I've heard some different reviews. Are you now? No. You being honest with me? You just me telling totally me that because you know I like Riri. No, I I'm being totally honest. I thought it was a good quality. Jeffrey said what I was thinking, which was she played her songs, she played her hits, um, she looked good. The production was sort of seamless, which I think is a big key. You don't want it to be sort of all over the place. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I don't put it with Prince. Some people have thought it was like a top three or four. I, I don't know where it ranks, but I thought it was a good quality. I thought the whole production was good and quality. Even the Fox broadcast, like people have said that Burkhart and, and Olsen are like the second team. I give them props, man. I enjoyed the whole experience. What about you? Um, I love Burkhart and Olsen. I do too. And if they're smart, they won't be, though, because they're paying Tom Brady so much money yeah. uh, for Fox. What After next year, Tom's going to take next year off and then join. Mm. But if they're smart, they'd keep. They'd keep Burkhardt and Olsen together. Olsen has earned it as they, he's earned it as the number one guy. Like go out and go out and make Brady prove it. But because they're paying him so much, they're probably going to put Burkhardt with Brady, and Olsen will have to go figure it yeah. out with him. That's what they, I've said. I've, I've read a yeah. lot about this and how 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 fast Olsen's risen to you know the 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 executives, the league, the the TV executives respecting it, the work that he puts in. Yes, like. You know, we talked about this. The, the discussion is apparently Romo's kind of decl- yeah. you know, hadn't put as much prep in here lately as Olsen yes. has. And you've seen the, the results. I think Olsen's smooth. It's never mm-hmm. about him. It's always about what can I give you in terms of making this, a, you know, making you smarter on football as we watch this together. It's uh, a... Yeah. I, I just think he's fantastic. Well, there was a play where it was an Eagle Eagles shift or there was a substitution. He goes, well, you can't have it on back-to-back plays. I was like, I didn't know that until you just said that. Yeah. You know, like no, that's Olsen's something. Fa- he, he, that just, he's he's, he's absolutely fantastic. But back to Rihanna. Yep. Because What'd you I, think? I was concerned the entire performance because we didn't know until afterwards. I'm like, I kept, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think it, it's just human nature. I was kept being drawn to her stomach. Because of, because the, of what pregnant. she was wearing yeah. and because she had that, she, I mean, it was essentially like, you know, like an overalls outfit mm-hmm. with that, whatever that bodysuit, but it wasn't a body, it's not a cat suit or anything. But yeah, it was a, it was a one piece. Because of where she had it zipped down to, mm-hmm. her stomach, and I felt guilty about it. I'm trying to watch it with my wife, and then, but, but it's, it, you know, it's, you're not supposed to say, hey, is that Rihanna's stomach or is mm-hmm. she pregnant or what? But, I, but, I'm, but I'm glued to it. And I'm saying, well, but because she's got it zipped below it, are we not being, you're, you're almost being, your eye trained is drawn to look to, to that. Yes. You're almost trained to look yeah. at it because of where. And so the entire performance, Brad, I was a little concerned because I'm saying, man, she's doing a heck of a job. Look how high she's suspended there. Oh, I like the dancers. Oh, I like the fact that she's not bringing anybody else in. She feels like yeah. they're saying, but, but the entire time, 12 songs, by the way, she did. I'm thinking, is she pregnant? When was her last baby? Yeah. And so I was concerned after the performance Oh man, everybody's going to be talking. I said, "Honey, so I was telling my wife, social media is going to kill this because they're all going to be saying either Rihanna's pregnant or not, or talking about her stomach and not the mm-hmm. performance." But was pleasantly surprised afterwards that it immediately her PR rep, this was her way of putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, this is she her even announcement. She rubbed her stomach. This yeah. was her announcement, embracing it. And there's some genius in that, that because really we smart. we had not seen her perform since the 2018 mm-hmm. Grammys, right? And and here she is back pregnant. 
Uh, she, her last kid was May of last year, so she was basically just here. Turning and over she's performing, quick. I think, at 34 years old, mm-hmm. up there performing in the air, pregnant. And I tell you what, the way she – that announcement, that performance, when you look at it that way – yeah. Brilliance was on display at halftime, too. Yeah, it was the new way of announcing that you're expecting. Yeah, and she didn't need a whole bunch of other performers or names or anybody else. She killed that thing, I thought, in her first performance. Again, her first uh, concert performance I read from uh, today since the Grammys in 2018. Thought she was absolutely fantastic. Never looked uh, – she's going up in the air, and I'm thinking, holy cow, if I – I keep my I have to keep my eyes on one safety. Thing. She right? never lost yeah. her place. She looked smooth the entire yeah. time. I thought she was a I, thought she was fantastic. I think she gave the people what they want, which is you give her give them the hits. You know, you give them a solid performance, and then you get a little uh, little special announcement there in the middle of all. Yeah, that. yeah so so yeah, exactly. You got a nice little meeting out of there. You get the uh, you get the pregnancy announcement, and and I thought it was very well done. We'll get to things like commercials. And, uh, and some of the other MVPs of this game uh, here a little later. We're going to talk to Mike Wall here at bottom of the hour. Before we do that, though, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, y'all know, super easy. It's fun to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores uh, and threes drain. That's the great thing about FanDuel Sportsbook. And when you're putting together one of those same-game parlays, they've got pre-built ones in there that are great for beginners. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets, we know, uh, for those great SGPs. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com backslash Smith. Again, that's FanDuel.com backslash J-S-M-I-T-H to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online, real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at at FanDuel.com backslash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 9789. Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL, played 11 seasons for the Packers, the Panthers, the Seahawks. He's a skill development specialist now, founder of ProcessToPerform.com and host of the On My Block podcast he does with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. He's been gracious enough to join us all season. Now we got him on the Super Bowl wrap-up. Mike, man, what'd you think? Mike, we got you. There you are. There you are. We got yeah, you. Yeah, sorry about it. Yeah, I was just saying it's a heck of a game. Um, there's, just, there's so many subplots in this game. It, it was just that it was – you know, from from Jalen Hurts' performance, all the people are out there saying that we got to make him play quarterback, and he yep. goes out, throws the ball thirty eight times, has three hundred seventy yards of total offense. You you look at the and the, you know Patrick Mahomes probably supplanting a number of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and kind of the, on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacking right now, and the way he the way he played, the way he delivered the second half. I mean, think about it, man, a ninety nine QPR in the second half of the Super Bowl, unbelievable. Like that, like that just doesn't even make any sense, but. Uh, up front, I'm a, up front I'm, a, I'm a trench guy. The offensive-defensive line was a big talking point going into this game. And I think maybe what was most relevant to the outcome of this game, unfortunately, was the conditions of the field because it really changed the, it really changed the course of the football game. All right, then. So let's start there. NFL really blew it then, huh? What was it, 800000 they spent on this? And I read growing it for two years. Like, is this on them? How much of a, of a factor was it for both of those lines, Mike? Break it down for us. Well, first of all, the fact that they came out and bragged that it was eight hundred thousand dollars and they grew up for two years, you almost know that there's going to be a problem with it when they come up with that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, just immediately you go, well, well, there's something, something's not going to work. It doesn't make sense. Here's the problem with with the turf. So we, a lot of athletes have played on turf that they just recently put down. It it, dig, it comes up really easily, especially when you're two hundred and fifty plus pounds. You got big, you know, those three big prong cleats in the you're trying to put in the ground, trying to deliver a lot of torque into the into the earth. It just digs up fast. You saw it all over the tape, I think. When you're watching the game live, you see people slipping. But when you go back and watch this game on tape, it looked like an ice rink. And what happens in particular, I talked about a lot a lot this week, that the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, there was two huge matchups. The interior offensive line of the Chiefs versus the defensive rotation of the Eagles. And then you want to look outside and look at Orlando Brown Jr. and uh, Andrew Wiley versus Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, et cetera, et cetera, because that, I thought that Hassan Reddick in particular had a huge matchup coming his way because of just the way he's been playing. What happened in this game was – and let me, let me say one more thing. The, the, the Eagles offensive line and the Chiefs offensive line, particularly the tackle positions, they set differently. The Eagles are two of the best pass setters in the game. They set back, and they're basically inviting you to run out of options and bull rush at the end. So they just set back, they set back, they stay square for longer. The Chiefs guys will set flat, they'll angle set, and they'll invite you to beat them around the edge. And so Hassan Reddick was going to have, I thought, a big game, able to kind of get around the edge, go inside, make, make Andrew Wiley, make Orlando Brown Jr. redirect. Yeah. But because of this turf, it was so, you have to have footing to be able to do that. And so 
it basically negates everything you're able to do from a defensive end standpoint. I'll put it to you this way, Jason. When I grew up, I was playing in Green Bay. If I opened, if I opened the blinds on a Sunday morning game day in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it was raining outside, mm-hmm. I knew I was going to have a good day. I didn't care who we were playing because it turned that great athlete that I'm playing against into an average athlete. Yeah. And when the average athlete is only 245 pounds and I weigh 320, Life's going to be pretty tough for that kid. I, I can see it. I can see it. And, I, and I'm not sure this people are talking about it enough. That's why, That's why that, that, you know, your insight, this is what we love about having you on every Monday. Um, huge impact on the game. Okay, what's the what's the proper perspective as you see it, Mike, on a you know an epic game like that? You got great performances on both sides of the ball. You mentioned Hurts. I could not believe how good he was. What's the proper perspective when it all – you know, ends in large part on that on a on a defensive holding call by James Bradbury that even he admits, yeah, I held him, but I was hoping they wouldn't call it. They hadn't called it all night. What? How do you sum it up, Mike? I think that was the first holding penalty of the evening. Yep. And so, yeah. So when you when you kind of look at the totality of the game, what's at stake, and it's just like. Um, you know, in basketball, the referees, or the easiest way to look at it actually is if you're a pitcher and you're pitching in the strike zone, early on in the game, you throw one that's like on the line, it's like the, at the corner, and the, and the umpire either calls it a strike or a ball. And you kind of know for the rest of the game that that's going to be a strike or the ball. Like you can play the edges or you got to put it right down the middle, right? And yes. the same thing with defensive holding calls or really any calls in the game. The way that the refs call the game early in the game, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, the first 57 minutes of the game, is the way you expect them to call for the totality of the game. And so I think at the end, even though you can say, hey, by the book, that might be a holding call, if they haven't called call, if they have not made calls like that the entire game, calls are maybe even more egregious than that one the entire game, to lose the game with the impact that that one play has on the legacy of these, you know, we, we were robbed of Jalen Hurts' yep. chance at a legacy. We were robbed of that because of that, of that call. Was it by the book, was it a holding call? Maybe it was, but because the way the game was refereed for the rest of the of, of the the uh, fifty seven minutes, I just don't know how you make that call in that moment. Yeah, I, I, I'm and then and where that ball landed too, that was just part of it for for me. But um, you know, I, right. I, I I'm I'm with you. I'm with you in, in in that instance, and I know by the book it's it's holding. Uh, that's a tough spot. And it's a tough spot to put Bradbury in, especially with everything they've put into the season going into that game. It's just a tough call in such a such a huge game. How, how was? Give us an idea, Mike, of the precision it takes from the motion you know that was involved and with Tony and Sky Moore there on those those two touchdowns that were so wide open in the second half. You know the snap being at exactly the right time. I mean, I know the Chiefs went to the merry-go-round at one point, but the, 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 the precision it takes to get guys that wide open, and now I'm, I'm questioning how much of the field is part of this too, but the precision it takes for that KC offense to, to have that Philly defense as on his heels as it was, especially on those two plays. So if we're talking about those two plays in particular, you'll actually go back and you see in the Jacksonville game, Doug Peterson did that to the – uh, to the Chiefs as well. Same kind of motion, went back out, and the guy's open. The reason being, the first, in the first instance, to Tony, when he comes back in, he really starts moving fast, and you see both defensive backs start pointing at each other. They both yep. turn their chest into the quarterback, and neither one of them is really looking at where Tony's going to go. They're just assuming he's going across the, the motion. So he goes and makes the play, and it's almost like uh, when he turns back out, gets the whip round, and he catches the touchdown, it's almost like, all right, fair play. We'll, we'll get that one next time. Like, that communication error is not going to happen again. 
literally the right the next touchdown when they get back down there. I think it was after the punt. They do it on the other side, and now the instead of both guys just kind of trying to pass it off, one of them takes off and just starts running across the uh, the the the, uh, the center. And unfortunately, his man just turned around and caught the ball back the other way. But so. What happens in those situations, we saw this against uh, – Devontae Adams did this against Jalen Ramsey a couple of years ago where they went like halfway across, went back, and then sprinted across and caught a ball on the flat for a touchdown when the Packers were playing the Rams. I think it was on a Monday night football game. And what you're really doing is just challenging leverage, right? You're saying, if you go behind me as a defensive back, if you go behind me, I'm just going to throw it to you. I'm just going to throw it in front of you, and we're going to get a touchdown. And now they're saying, well, if you're going to try to beat me across the quarterback – well, then I'm just going to go back the other way. So it's a really, really good scheme. There's not – I don't know that there's a really great way to deal with it if you're playing man defense, and then those defense are really worried you start worrying about all the communication there. So it's a great scheme. It's a great system that they run over there, obviously. And uh, it's just – sometimes it's just tough out there, you know? Yeah, no question about it. Uh, let me ask you this. If you had blocked all night for Jalen Hurts and he gives you a performance like, like that, and and you know, you know, I'm sure he's thinking about the fumble and, and, and its impact on the game that was returned for a touchdown. We get all that. But you think about it. I mean, he came right back down and let him on that drive right after, takes momentum back as good as he was the entire time. I mean, you know, most days you play like that, you're going to end up winning the Super Bowl and you're going to be Super Bowl MVP. If you'd been his teammate last night, Mike, and you'd been blocking for him all night long, you saw that greatness on display. What, what are you telling Jalen Hurts in the locker room if he ain't coming to you apologizing the kind of teammate he is? Yeah, I mean, I hope he's not doing that. I think everybody, you know, there's always, whenever you win or lose a game, there's always enough blame to go around. Um, and I, he seems like the ultimate teammate, so he's, you know, no he's probably out there regretting some of those plays. But uh, listen, that, that I, I thought about it this morning. Because you know, you're, you're watching the game, and, and especially at Philly's offense, you just start going, how did you lose this football game? Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't understand how they lost. They, they're, they're so, so good at what they do. Um, I thought Spagnola did a great job of bringing some pressure. He tried it early in the game, and, and they had answers. But, you know, a couple plays in the third and fourth quarter, they didn't have answers for it. They got a, on a third and eight. They got him out of – or third and five, excuse me. They, they got him to roll out to his left and throw the ball away, and it turned into another touchdown drive for Pat Mahomes. So, um, I thought the defense did a good job in, in, in general of trying to shut those guys down. But, w- listen, when you score 35 points in the Super Bowl, you're supposed to win the game. That's right. You know, this is, this is really more about Patrick Mahomes and – you know, playing on almost a perfect – I think he had one throwaway in the first three drives in the second half. They had three touchdowns. You just go – I mean, that's just unbelievable. You know, I, I, I don't know what you do. I was making a joke this morning, Jason. It's like, you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you're the general manager and you're, you're looking at the, the roster and, like, where do we need what to make improvements? It's like, yeah, it's like, what are you supposed to do? You need to go get, like, a better water softener? Like, what, you know, they're healthier snacks at halftime? Like, what, what are we supposed to do? They're, they're all – they're studs. Yeah. You know, they just – just one of those days. No, I couldn't agree more. We're talking to former Pro Bowl offensive lineman Mike Wall here on Jason Giants. Been kind enough to join us every Monday here during the season, making us uh, smarter. You mentioned Mahomes perhaps supplanting some, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, whatever else, in terms of where you put him in the in the pecking order of things. Does this? I ask you this because you know you know that guy so well in Green Bay. Does this put him above Rodgers in any conversation? Are you are you you know disrespecting Mahomes now? If you try to throw Rodgers into conversation now, now he's got the skill set to go with the two Super Bowls, the two MVPs. Yeah, I, got to, don't you? 
Yeah, you have, you, it, it, it certainly, if you're not having that conversation, then I, I don't know what you're watching. He's, he's just, he's unique, he's special. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal generational talent as well. Uh, but because, they, because he has the two Super Bowls, um, because arguably he was the best player on his team when he lost, uh, when he lost in the Super Bowl, um, he's been to, what, five AFC championships in five years of starting. I mean, just, he has two MVPs. Uh, you, you're starting to think about the scenario where he can get to seven, where he can get to top. I mean, he's that, he's like having that kind of career. And I think I, I heard something this morning that they have somewhere like nine or 11 draft picks this year. I mean, there's, they have, and they're already on his contract. They already have opportunities, opportunities for them to keep going. Andy Reid's still coaching. Yep. So right now, if you're looking at, Aaron Rodgers, if you're looking at Drew Brees, if you're looking at John, I mean, there's, there's guys from the past. I mean, for me, you know, Tom Brady, I don't know if Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever. He's certainly the best winning quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be up. He's the, he's the guy. He's the standard right now. And, and then you start looking at, you know, for me, it's, you know, Joe Montana's up there somewhere. Peyton Manning's up there somewhere. But who, who else is above Patrick Mahomes? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's at that level. He's at least in the conversation, right? Oh, I, I think he is. I mean, I got, you know, Tom, and then you mentioned the guy for me, Joe Montana, I think, you know, with four of them, you could still make that argument there. But I, I can't put too many after that. I mean, I know Bradshaw, what, four, but only the one MVP. Yeah, and the on, skill yeah. set, it's not even the same conversation in terms of like, ball skills. So now, isn't right. it? It's almost I'm, a different sport now. I just figured some of those some of those old Pittsburgh fans might throw in his all his Super Bowls at us. But, no, nah, he's not even in the conversation. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. So, so with this formula – Mike, I mean, you know, the question was, can he do it without Tyree Kills? Feels silly, but that was the question we were asking this preseason. It, mm-hmm. d- let me ask you. So, so we know they can go year to year, guys. Juju Smith Schuster, Tony, whatever else. Um, does he have to have Kelsey? Does he have to have Andy Reid? Or, 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 you know, how much of this is Mahomes alone? I was just coming before we had you on. So much of this feels like, you know, Belichick Brady. You know, you've got this perfect thing with Andy Reid. Does he need the two of them? And then you could just put anybody at receiver in terms of this continuing, Mike. You know him him staying in this kind of shape, and you know as a this true a contender year after year. Do you have to have Kelsey? Do you have to have Reed? If you look at really good kind of relations, let's talk about Joe Montana, right? Joe, Joe Montana has a Hall of Fame coach, right. and he has you know arguably the greatest receiver of all time. Yep. Uh, you look at when Troy Aikman was having success. They go through a couple of different coaches, right? But originally they, they have a Hall of Fame coach and they have Michael Irvin. I mean, you, 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 see, you know what I'm saying? So yes. you, start, you start looking at these really good combinations and you go, you know, when Brett won, Hall of Fame coach, he's got Chewy at, at, at tight end. I mean, you've got, you just have guys around you. And so yep. I think you need to have a combination of uh, – you definitely have to have a target weapon. You have to have one guy that you just know that from a relationship standpoint – He's gonna get your. He's gonna get you a, a, a reception reps. Um, he's gonna be able to get open in difficult situations, and you can and you can kind of create your passing game around him, um, which is what they do with Kelsey. Whether or not he catches the ball or not, he's obviously the focal point of the defense. I think you need that. Yeah. But you know, when you think about Andy Reid, he's you know he's probably wildly underrated from a coaching standpoint. Even though I, I think they're having that conversation now, but he is really the innovator of all of this. You know. Get sweet motion, spread yep. the all all of this stuff that we see now. All these, you know, all the the whip routes that we just. I mean, he's 
he's the guy. He he started all this. He made this kind of popular. He made you know all these all these offensive explosions that we've seen and taking advantage of the new rules. Like that's Andy Reid, you know, and in, in, in large part. I know there's other innovators of the game, but he's at the forefront of that movement. Um, even at least I think he's like 64 years old today. So yeah. uh, I, I think you need that that combination of, of a, a really good innovative coach that knows how to utilize this skill set. I think the best thing, best compliment you can give Andy Reid is that Andy Reid isn't stuck to a system, yeah. right? He's, he's, he's stuck to his players. And it's been amazing, the coach that he is, you know, with, with everything. It, it's a whole book, really, on Reed, with everything he's had going on in his, his personal life, as tragic as it's been at times, right, to be this high level, this elite in a league where, you've, you know, you've got all these great coaches, these young up-and-comers that were trying to crown to be that good when you need to be against a defense that was that good coming in. There, there ain't no doubt. I, I'm with you that I don't think he gets, even as highly as we speak of him, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. Obviously, Chiefs are favorites going into next season. Uh, I think odds-wise, it's like Bengals, Bills, Eagles, Niners after that. Mike, if I was going a group out, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but a team outside of that group, outside of Chiefs, Bengals, it's a good one, Bills, Eagles, and Niners. I think that in terms of some of those were Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, Jags. If I had told you to take an outside shot at one of those, told you one of those is going to come in here and, and win the Super Bowl next year, which one would you take? Just a long shot here. It's not, it's not the Cowboys. It's got to be a team from the NFC just to get to the Super Bowl, right? So, right. right. And they, I don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, um, the, the Detroit Lions look really good in that division right now. Um, I, I think they're going to have another great offseason. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think they're going to. It's I think true. Gonna, it's I think, true. It's true. Yeah, I think they're going to look really good. Um, you know what? You know what other team uh, I think is going to look even better next year. I think the Giants are going to take. I think the Giants are going to take a huge step forward next year. But for me, I'll just put. I'll just put it out there. The San Francisco 49ers were my favorite team going into the into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think I think if Brock Purdy stays healthy, um, you know who's to say? But I, I I certainly would have bet for them to beat the Eagles in, in that game. So uh, if, if there's one team outside and we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be like, we don't know if Brock Purdy's going to come back from the ETL injury, and, and certainly I don't know if Trey Lance is the guy to take them um, just right now as many games as he has not played over the last I think seven seasons of, of football. Um, I think there's some seasoning that needs to happen there maybe, but San Francisco 49ers with a healthy quarterback, Brock Purdy in particular, I, I think that they'd be the they'd be my favorites right now to go in the NFC. No, I like it. I like it a lot. He is Mike Wall. You can follow him on Twitter at MikeWall68. Check out his site, processtoperform.com, and his On My Block podcast. Mike, thank you so much for everything this season, navigating us through it. You made us all smarter, brother. Can't thank you enough. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's a lot of fun. Pleasure, brother. He is Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Been an absolute blessing to have him uh, on the show for this season. Hopefully we can uh, we can pick it up and do it again next year. See, you could hear it in his voice. He was as ma- amazed by Jalen Hurts' performance as I was. Yes. I had to check myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, make sure you're not talking too much on the loser here. Yeah. But but I truly feel like it's, it's, it's literally, if Chiefs winning, Mahomes' greatness is story A, and it obviously is, I mean, right there, A one, A two is is the job Hertz did because again, you think about Philly and what it could be going mm-hmm. forward. If he's high on that list of great quarterbacks in the league, and you wouldn't have had him top ten coming into the season, mm-hmm. then it makes you think. Well, you know, I love what I love what Mike said there about the Forty ers and again, as complete a team as they are, they're going to be right there. But give me Jalen Hurts over a Trey Lance or a Brock Purdy. 
Two things on this. The first thing is it makes what the Chiefs did in the second half that much more amazing. No question. Given what the Eagles offense did. And the second thing is Hurts about to get paid. Hey, hey. Somebody suggested that they should have paid him like it's sometime be, this season before oof. he went to the Super Bowl and you'd done a lot you'd have gotten a lot better deal on it. During the break. You're right, he is. CBS just posted I mean, just recently, within the last seven minutes while you were doing that interview, posted this or reposted it. It was written yesterday, but they reposted it because it's so popular. Uh his agent talking about what his deal is gonna be. <laughs> and it's gonna be I don't I don't think he's gonna get the five hundo, but it's gonna be up there. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Type. It's 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 crazy his ascension. It's crazy because we're we're just talking about Baltimore not wanting to pay right. Lamar, Lamar, who's yeah. won an MVP, mm-hmm. but not you know hadn't been in this position, hadn't played like this in a Super Bowl. No, and and they're talking about breaking the bank for him because of Deshaun's contract. It feels like now you have to bring you have to bring Jalen Hurts into that conversation of being one of those guys that it's his it'll be his turn just like anybody else. It's a great point and you know, it's even more sad for Lamar is that he's probably about to get outpaid by Jalen Hurts. That's just the reality. Cuz it's going to be what do what have you done for me lately? And I know he had the injury, but you're going to see Lamar get outpaid by Jalen Hurts now. That's what's going to happen. And yep. and he's not going to have he's going to just get franchised and be be it's going to is what it is. Yeah, I'm I'm I can't wait to see this Baltimore thing come to a head. Whether they franchise him, decide to trade him, everything else. I told you that thing's been built around Lamar mm. and built around his rookie deal. Now they don't want to. You know, I I get it from Lamar's standpoint. Cleveland's paid Deshaun one thing. You've done more than Deshaun. I want that or more. Um, but that said, Ooh. haven't the Ravens sort of shown you what they think? Yes. And not giving it to you? Yes. I think, and then unfortunately, I think it's a lot larger than the no agent thing, although I think that certainly hurts the problem. The, the thing about Lamar is, well, and, and you got to give, you got to give Philly credit because unlike Baltimore, Philly goes and makes a deal for A.J. Brown. They draft Smith. Absolutely. You, you have legit weapons, weapons. around Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's never done that for Lamar. All I could think about when I was watching the receivers for the Eagles is how badly the Titans botched that deal with letting him but, go. But, but go back but to your but, point. Yeah, it, they're look, both right. Look at what it did for Hurts last night. He oh, goes, he's a got guy all that, these A weapons. guy that people said at one point was an athlete playing quarterback goes 27 of 38 mm-hmm. in that game because he's got A.J. Brown on one side catching for 96 yards and a touchdown. Smith on the other, 7 for 100. Yes, Goddard in the middle and on, on, on those flag routes, everything else. Yes. 6 for 60 catching everything. That That's what <laughs> that's Baltimore crazy. has never done no. for, for Lamar. Mm-mm. And they're not going to seemingly. You don't, you don't want to pay him the fat contract, no. and you never put real weapons around him in the same way that Philly did. And, and, and you're doing yourself the disservice because look at what putting those kind of weapons has helped do for Jalen Hurts as a thrower, as a passer. Mm-hmm. You, maybe the ceiling's high on, on Lamar as a <laughs> passer, but well, because you've only given him Mark Andrews and tight ends and never really that downfield big threat. Yeah. I'm not talking about old Hollywood Brown who's no longer there. I'm talking <laughs> about that big number one like an A.J. Brown. We'll just never really know, no. perhaps, with Lamar in Baltimore in the way that we now know on Jalen Hurts that this dude's got a chance. He might already be top 10 in the NFL, maybe even higher, especially when you put on like he did uh, last night. But he doesn't get it. You know, It's like Mike said, you play that well, you score 35 points, you expect to be Super Bowl MVP. Um, but again, you're running into Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and we see – we see how great that is at this point. Hurts is going to get better, too. Like, he's going to control the ball. Obviously, no question. He, he had a couple of fumbles in the game, which really cost them. But I don't, I don't yeah. think they can keep – we talked about this with Chris Canty on Friday from ESPN. 
I don't think you can keep running Hurts if you want to keep him around no. for a, a, a decade-long career or anything longer than that. I don't think you can run him mm-hmm. like you do now in that way consistently through the years. You'll get him, you'll, you'll get him torn up. You'll, he'll become Cam Newton. I say the same thing about Josh Allen. In terms of yeah. at some point, you do have to scale it back. But I think, again, look at what you saw last night. If Jalen Hurts realizes that, hey, I want to put a couple of more, I want to put some more years on my career, add him mm-hmm. on, I, I'll do more from the pocket. He's got the skills. He certainly has the weapons. It certainly makes those, it's easier for those skills to come out. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, and you have to give Philly the, the, uh, I give him all the credit. Yeah, they, they set it the up. The way they've developed him, there's no question about it. Well, we've got the rundown. Uh, coming up next, a lot more to get to as well. Got Respect Burgers coming up at 1. Uh, Brad and I flying solo this week as John Martin makes his way back from Las Vegas. Probably flying in first class, I would imagine. Get that money. Considering he had the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll do all that when we get back. Rundown <laughs> is next. Uh, you're listening to Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Brad, across the glass here with Jason Smith in studio. It's almost 12 noon, and if you're on your phone during lunch and you want to download the newest app here in Memphis and in Tennessee to do sports gaming on your phone, download the Betley Sportsbook. Uh, you're on all the apps already. Why not get that $250 risk-free by downloading the Betley Sportsbook? They were the first in Arkansas. When Arkansas first legalized sports gaming, Betley got right in there. It's from the folks who brought you Southland Casino. They've got the great technology. They've got all the stuff that the other books have, but now it's legal in both Arkansas and in Tennessee. I downloaded it and used it for the Super Bowl uh, for, for my bets. Unfortunately, they didn't pay off so well. But for John, they did. But you can make all of those wagers uh, on the big game or on the other games through the Betley Sportsbook. They've got the promotions tab open. If you just go to the app once you download it, go to the promotions in the upper left-hand corner, there's these odds boosts. Like for tonight, there's a top 25 matchup, Miami and Texas. They boost it from 355, plus 355 to plus 380. So you get more money if those two uh, hit the money line parlay, Miami and Texas. Uh, using the Betley Sportsbook. So many ways to have fun. Use the promotions tab. Have fun with the parlays and all of the great wagers on the NBA and all of the sports. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet using the Betley Sportsbook. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. The Betley Sportsbook. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.